Hey guys, welcome back to the Girls Wing Podcast with your host, Angel and Alyssa Walker. I know that last time we said that we would have a conversation and just chat more about community, the importance of the people you keep around you, and things like that. However, in all honesty, we did start recording that episode, and then at some point we both were like, you know what, like something about this isn't flowing right. Like it just, y'all, it was not the vibe. So we're going to save that for another time, I guess, but yeah, so we just kind of ended that recording because we don't ever want to put something out that um, we don't really feel is like spirit-led or we don't feel like God is prompting us to share in the moment, and so we just ended the recording and prayed over whatever God did want us to share, and then Angel came up with a topic today, so I'll let her intro that. Yes, so I actually came up with this last night, and I've been letting it marinate since, but the idea came into my head about doing an episode on making your faith your own and kind of what it means to like live out your faith uniquely instead of like living out maybe your parents' faith or your friend's faith and like what it truly means to like know who God is to you and what he means to you. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about in this episode. Yeah, so with that, I guess diving right in, Angel, what does God mean to you? What does your faith mean to you? That's a big question. (laughs) But so I guess like the beginning of my faith journey, like our family, we've always like gone to church, like since we were born, stuff like that, always participated in um like bible quiz at our church from I like literally from kindergarten till we moved away in seventh grade I was doing bible quiz stuff at my church memorizing like verses in the bible entire chapters in the bible and I like I knew what it meant to like be Christian and like all the not really like the rules but like the guidelines and stuff like what it meant like all the miracles you did all this stuff I knew all that And, like, I was a Christian, I believed all this stuff, but then, like, late middle school, like, after my family moved to Michigan, um, after COVID happened, and, like, we stopped going to, like, church in person and stuff, which was really, like, the only time that I would, like, not really, like, live out my faith, but, like, be involved in stuff. Like, I had my Bible that I would read, like, occasionally, but not, like, every day, and so being involved in like my student ministry there like started reading my bible more and like finding figuring out like what like christianity meant to me and what a relationship with god looked like to me and through that and going to like camps with my church and like having those unique experiences like without any of my siblings there without my parents there at all just like being able to experience like all that god has for me like for myself helped me like create a foundation like on my own well like not really on my own because I had like my church community but like I was able to figure out what like who God was to myself like to myself like I knew like since I was in like elementary school I knew that God was like a provider and a healer and all these things but like I didn't get to experience it like in my own life until I was like spending time like in the Bible And like allowing him to provide for me in my life. Yeah. And I remember, I think it was mom who was sharing like when it came time for you guys to prepare to move to Michigan and all the different things. 
um, one of her biggest things was that she wanted it to be something or she wanted wherever you guys to move to be something that was the most spiritually beneficial for you. And I remember that being a big focus because even though like Amber, our older sister, myself, and kind of my brother semi like here and there, we were really involved in our home church, but I don't really think that that was our home church in Virginia. I don't know that I ever really saw you like you had friends there, but it wasn't this place where you were like thriving necessarily. Like it wasn't your place. So yeah, it is cool that, that you found that in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like moving here, like if we were still in Virginia and stuff, like I feel like it would have been like so much harder because like I, I had friends and stuff and I was, we were very involved like at church here, but just like, it was just, man, like it just didn't really feel like my place or whatever. If you had gone there or if you'd stayed there, I think it you might have, and this is all speculation, obviously, I feel like you might have struggled with the thing of being Jason and Monica's daughter and being Amber's sister, being Alyssa's sister, being Nathaniel's sister. Like there's so many people at that church who have been around for so long that they've met and interacted with all of us and they knew you as a baby, but like it just wasn't really somewhere that you necessarily could make it your own easily. It would have, I think, been a lot harder versus jumping in somewhere where no one knows Jason and Monica Walker. No one knows the rest of us and you can just kind of make it your own. Yeah, that definitely helped because like, well, the church we go to now and stuff like I'm a lot more involved than like mom and dad are and stuff. And like, it feels like I got my people, my community there and stuff. And like people there, they they just know me. I'm just angel and everything else about my family is just like what I tell them. So I was able to just like start from ground zero and like make church what I wanted it to be. And in turn, was able to like make my relationship with God what I wanted it to be. So what does faith mean to you? Um, I was actually chatting with one of my friends just last week, kind of about that. Um, and just talking through how basically like, because of like, you're saying the home church that we grew up in growing up with your parents, like leading the homeless ministry and, helping lead the Bible quiz ministry and like you just being involved in Bible quiz and being on those teams and traveling and doing all the things and being in youth group. And I know I mentioned before in our like identity and purpose episode, how a lot of my identity within the church kind of became wrapped around what I was doing for the church or what I was doing within the leadership roles, volunteer roles, et cetera. And so I don't know that I really had like a personal definition of faith, even though I grew up obviously, like you were saying, in a Christian home, which I think in and of itself is something that a lot of people can take for granted of being able to start your testimony by saying like, oh, I grew up in a Christian home. And that kind of sounds like nothing in a sense, because other people have these like, I used to wish, not really, it's going to sound bad, but part of me used to wish like I had some sort of like wild backstory of like, oh, and I was and this and that, or struggled with all these things and whatever. And then God took hold of me, whatever, to have that more like glamorous testimony in a sense. But instead I was like, oh, I grew up in a Christian home. And, but then God has helped me kind of recognize that growing up in a Christian home is a testimony in and of itself. And so that is a whole separate subject. But um, even though I grew up in a Christian home and grew up with Christian community and grew up in ministry, I don't think that faith or even a personal relationship with God was something that I took seriously or really like made my own in a sense until 
closer to the end of high school, honestly, which is wild for some people to hear who knew me back then because, like I said, I was in Bible quiz. I was going on mission trips. I was doing all these things. I watched people get healed on my first mission trip. Like, we were laying hands on people and they would recover. We were getting, like, visions and messages of wisdom, messages of knowledge. Like, I'm seeing fruits of the Spirit kind of manifest and, like, fruit coming from that. But it was still just, like, this checkbox thing of, like, okay, cool. This is what's supposed to happen, I guess. And it wasn't anything that was personal to me. And then that's where part of me is kind of like, I mean, it makes sense that I like fought so hard under this battle of depression because I basically like had God, but God was just kind of this concept of sorts that wasn't anything personal. And so when anything happened, it was very easy for me to like feel like a fraud or feel like X, Y, and Z because... I was just living out this checkbox lifestyle. And so it wasn't until that wall came down of finally admitting that I was struggling with depression and opening myself up to have my friends pray for me through that. And then choosing to kind of jump into this prayer journey from then of like, okay, when I get home from school, I'm just going to go to my room, listen to worship music, journal if I feel like journaling, read my Bible and like actually create those rhythms. And that's where God really started to move and speak to me personally and just kind of that's where things shifted for me. And so I think since then, it's interesting, the specific question of what does faith mean to me because of this season that I've been in of being in the wind and all of that and this faith journey, basically, and faith basically is trust. Um, And so I feel like my entire life is this one long trust exercise with God where you go from one lesson learning trust to another lesson that might look completely different but at the end of the day you're still learning how to trust god with a different aspect of your life so in answering the question what does faith mean to me faith means surrender faith means trust and faith means growing pretty much every day and sometimes that growth feels like it's going backwards sometimes that growth isn't comfortable sometimes that growth is painful sometimes it is joyful sometimes it is exciting um but it's just kind of choosing to allow God to walk with you. Um, because I think a lot of people will label it as like, oh, I'm I walk with God. And like, yes, I am walking with God, but my focus has to be also on like, God is walking with me as well. Because if I just think of it as my faith journey is my walk with God, then it kind of becomes this thing of I'm putting in all of this work when in reality, God's carrying most of this and God's carrying my life in his hands. So yeah. So how do you think one can transition from having a faith that doesn't feel like their own to a faith that does? I think it's actually hard for someone who hasn't made their faith their own to actually see that. Like there's usually this revelation moment of like, there's usually a shifting that happens. Mm. And it's on the other side of that that you realize like, oh, I've been living based on what my pastor says i've been believing what my parents have said like i've been basing my faith on all these things that other people have said which is fine that is a great place to start but i think it would be very very hard to not be on the other side of making faith your own to recognize like oh my faith's not my own right now i think you have to kind of hit a revelation moment you're right you're right because now that i'm thinking about it like if you came at me like back in like middle elementary school and was like oh like what's faith mean to you like is your faith your own I would have told you that like oh yeah like 
I will I will leave all this stuff like this faith is my own but like now that like my faith is actually my own and like I do like fully believe like and have seen how God has like worked in my life now I can go back and say like back then mm-mm, I was living off of what like God was to other people you're right you're right yeah <laughs> yeah so it's a tough question because until or unless someone's in that moment of however it comes of God revealing like, hey, we've got some work to do. Like, hey, I want a personal relationship with you. Then it's really hard to see that. But I think that once you hit that revelation moment, which I'm not saying that to say like, oh, it has to be these external things or something has to happen to make you realize it. No, you can literally sit down and just take the time to process like, what does faith mean to me? Then you hit that revelation moment of recognizing if you have your own answer to that, if you have something that feels personal, or if your answer in that moment is essentially like, oh, I've heard this or I've read this or whatever. If your answer is primarily based on something someone else has said, then that's where you can sit and be like, oh, let me actually take some time to decide like, what do I believe? What do I think is true? What have I experienced for myself? Or what do I want to experience to see? Because someone once asked me, um, it was my youth pastor in high school. He asked, um, how can you prove that the Bible is true? And I was like, I, I don't know. So before I jump into what he shared, Angel, what would you say? Like, if someone asked you, how can you prove the Bible is true? What would you say? You know, put me on the spot. Mm, let me think. I would probably like respond by, I guess, maybe like sharing part of like my testimony and how like I've experienced God in my own life. And because of that, and like my experiences with him connect to like what God has done in the Bible like because of what I've experienced in my life like it kind of relates to that I guess I wasn't prepared for this yeah I didn't think I was gonna ask that but it just popped in my head and I think that's similar to where he started of like the only way that we know for ourselves that the Bible is true is that we've lived out certain things from the Bible and so he was sharing that it basically is this challenge of Basically, like if you want to know, to use an example from scripture or use a promise from scripture, if you want to know if it's true when Jeremiah says, like, if you seek God wholeheartedly, you will find him, then you have to seek God wholeheartedly to find out. And so the only way to prove that the Bible is true is to do what the Bible says and see if you get the results that they got. Not meaning use a formula of if I set up all of these physical things and call down fire from heaven, let me see if God brings fire from heaven that's using a formula for your faith. I mean, some of the principles from the Bible of if you seek God wholeheartedly, see what happens. See if you find him. If you seek first the kingdom, see if other things are added to you, like see if you experience. So basically like the only way to prove that the Bible is true is to do the work of living it out and then kind of test God, which sounds like a bad thing to say, but quote unquote test God in that sense because his word's not going to return void, but you're not going to know that that part is true until you hold him to his word. Ooh. Ooh. That's some good stuff right there. 
glad we cut the other podcast to the curb. Facts, bro. And when you brought up the subject of like, oh, let's talk about making faith your own, I was kind of like, I mean, I guess, sure, it's not really like hitting anything. But then I was like, you know what? I trust you. Like, we're co-leaders in this. So like, that's what God's put on your heart. Let's run with it. And God be out here. Because I am planning to say good stuff. I am planning to say any of that when you went through your, your outline. <laughs> yeah, you didn't really give me much there. I didn't have much to give, bro. I was worried about the Chick-fil-A pimento cheese sandwich I was eating. It's all right, bro. In our weakness, God is strong. How can you prove that? By inviting, by inviting God to, to show his strength for you. So turning the question back to you, Angel, how would you... What advice would you give someone who's in the process of maybe recognizing like, oh, I think actually like I've been spending a lot of time listening to sermons or I've borrowed a lot of faith from my parents or borrowed faith from X, Y, and Z different people in my life, but I need to make this my own. What would advice would you give them or how would you help walk them through that? I think, well, I mean, obviously like having that moment where you realize that your faith isn't really where you thought it was is like, the first step obviously and then I think just like being more intentional with your faith and like doing things like spending time with God on your own accord instead of like just simply going to church because they have it every Sunday or going to your small group because they have it every week like taking time out of your day to like sit and go and like actually open up your Bible and read the stories in there Cause like listening to like a sermon and like seeing the scripture there and hearing what the pastor has to say is all good and stuff, but it's completely different when you're like reading the Bible for yourself and like sitting there being like, Hey God, like whatever you have for me, like speak to me, like through your word, because the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword anyway. But like allowing God to speak to you through those stories instead of like just hearing it from other people or hearing it in service and like making those stories your own and coming to like not really your own conclusions but like conclusions like from God like on your own time and just like inviting God into your life more and like allowing him to provide for you and because when you give God the opportunity to provide for you, he'll provide. Like one thing I've been learning, like when you need God to show up, when you ask him to show up, like he'll show up. I mean, in his own time and at the proper timing, but like he shows up. And the more experiences and encounters that you have, the more that you see like God providing in your own life instead of just hearing it from other people. Now you have like primary sources firsthand firsthand information firsthand experiences of oh I know that was God providing for me like I believe this because I saw him do this in my life instead of I believe this because I heard him do this in someone else's life and when you have that like undeniable evidence like that he provided for you in a way that like other people may not understand then that's how you kind of make your faith your own and yeah Yeah. And then one thing that like kind of hit me as you were saying that too, because I was thinking about when you were saying like, oh, if you give God the opportunity, like he'll show up and he'll provide. 
in his timing. It's also going to be in the way that he wants to provide. Like it is not always going to look like you want it to look. And that's an important thing I think to discuss or um, to distinguish because y'all faith is hard sometimes. Like, and a lot of people talk about like, Oh, I can't imagine um, having to go through like grief or different normal parts of life without God. Like, how do non-believers do that? Like, how can they walk through all these different things without God? Like, I'd be so stressed, whatever. But also like, and I do agree with that because God gives you comfort. He gives you peace, gives you guidance. And on the other side of that, at the same time, faith can be hard. It is hard to trust God sometimes. And I want to be honest about that because I don't know that enough people are. Um, And I think that that's sometimes where we can lose Christians who maybe don't have as many people around them to like encourage them or to kind of keep them going or to share their testimonies with them. And I think that's why it's important to share our testimonies and share the things that we've been through because life does get hard and faith helps, but it does not prevent life from being hard. And sometimes it feels harder in the moment to choose to trust God rather than relying on your own flesh or your own resources, because sometimes you can, you can make stuff happen in your own flesh. And I think, um, pastor was saying this this weekend too. Sometimes you can make stuff happen in your own flesh that you are like praying your way out of later because in the moment it felt like good provision and it felt like that's what worked. But then God was like, actually, I need you to trust me. So I'm going to take this and what felt like a blessing in one season may become more of a burden. But anyway, all of that to say, faith is not easy and life is not easy either. And so that's why we kind of at some point we'll circle back to a discussion about the people that you keep around you and about having uplifting community etc um but just felt like it was really important to jump in and just clarify that for the record walking with god is not easy walking with god sometimes feels like you're crawling walking with god sometimes means that you are laying on the ground like feeling like you're unable to move And God's lovingly there to pick you up or to kind of help hold your hand and walk you through things. And sometimes you're taking those steps with full tears in your eyes, like pain in your chest. But it's kind of the moment of, you know what, God, I'm going to take you at your word. And if you say that this promise is true, if you say that this is mine in your name, I'm going to believe that even though I can't see it, even though I don't understand this, I'm going to choose to move forward anyway. And I think that's where a lot of those beautiful moments come in. So I just want to encourage people by saying that. One, it's okay to admit that faith is hard. I have very honest conversations with God all the time where I'll admit like, God, I trusted you and I feel like you didn't show up the way that I expected you to and now I'm hurting and it's hard for me to keep trusting you because hope deferred makes the heart sick. But at the same time, I know that you're good. You've never left me stranded. You've given me so many things to be grateful for. So I still trust you, but I'm going to admit that like I'm a little, I'm a little hurt. I'm a little mad. I'm a little whatever. I have those honest conversations with God as frequently as I need to. Um, and I think that those conversations do honor him and he's, um, honored by us inviting us, inviting him into our emotions and our feelings. Um, but in all of that, it's important to know what you believe and to know that your faith is your own and to actually have a personal relationship with God, because otherwise if your foundation of faith is built on what other people have said or what other people have experienced and you don't have experiences for yourself, when life gets hard and it's hard to keep your faith it's going to feel a lot harder and it's going to feel a lot heavier if you don't have your own personal experiences with God to help back up um, your hope and your faith and your courage. 
That's some good stuff right there. Tangents, bro. I be going on tangents. Lost <laughs> myself in the middle of it, too. And I was like, all right, God, just tell me where you want me to wrap this up. But yeah, I just think it's important for people to talk about the fact that like, it's not easy being a Christian sometimes. Like that whole season, me being in the wind, that was not fun or enjoyable at all whatsoever. But I know that God has good things on the other side of it. And I've got, at this point, I have enough experiences with God to know, like he came through in this way. He came through in that way. He's come through in all these different ways before. He's done all these different things for me before. He's spoken these promises into my life through his word or through just conversations that I've had with him. And so I've basically like God and I have come too far for me to drop this now. And so that's why my faith foundation is so important to me because like I said, like that's Christ is my firm foundation. And so kind of like that song says, when the rain comes, when the wind blows, like what your faith is built on ultimately is either going to stand or it's going to crumble. And so it's important to make sure that you are building your foundation on Christ, a solid rock and nothing else. Your pastor Not on the sand, your pastor is a great resource. Your parents are great resources. If they're um, firm believers in Christ, your friends are great resources. However, the foundation cannot be on their experiences or the things that they have to say. It has to come from God and from his word and from your own time with him. Going off on that, um, that takes us kind of to our challenge for this week's episode. And this one is centered around a piece of scripture that we want you guys to interact with. And it is from 1 Peter 3.15. It says, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. So we want you guys to kind of take this verse and it's basically saying like, if somebody asks you or questions you about like your faith and the hope that you have in God, like what do you have to say about it? And so we want you guys to spend some time, sit down, write it out, like talk to someone, like what would be your answer to that question? What would you tell someone that the reason for the hope that you have in Christ is? And so we want you to just um, meditate on that scripture for a bit, find your answer for it, um, pray about it. And if you don't really have an answer to that, or if your answer is just based on maybe other people's experiences or things that you've heard and maybe not personal enough to you, then maybe your next step is to take some time and just spend some quiet time with God, maybe read some scripture, just spend some time in worship and prayer and kind of come to God and say like, hey God, I want to know who you are to me. I want to create that personal relationship and kind of make those intentional steps to spend time with him so that you can create a more personal relationship with them yeah and so with that i'll go ahead and pray us out god we just thank you so much for another day another week um, and another opportunity to just glorify you and to bring glory and honor to your name and we just thank you for um, each of the people listening well we just thank you for each of the people that are listening right now and just pray that you will bless them um, and just Thank you for allowing us to give a word that was really from you and just really right on time, even when we may have had different plans, but your plans are always higher and better than ours. And so we just pray for each of the relationships that 
myself, Angel, and each person who's listening to this podcast have with you. We pray that those will continue to strengthen and grow in your name and that will continue to grow closer and closer to you. And with that, Lord, we just pray over the reason for our hope. And we just thank you for being the reason for our hope and the reason for our faith and the foundation that we stand on. And I just pray for any of the people listening right now, God, who are sitting and kind of questioning what faith means to them or sitting in that revelation moment of like, maybe my faith has been based on other things, or maybe my faith isn't quite on that foundation that I might've thought it was. And I just want to thank you for that moment because that's a really important moment to have. And I just thank you for shifting their hearts because ultimately this will be a moment that can be used as momentum to push them further to you and to spark something in them um, to just spend some more personal time with you. And so I just pray over that time and just pray that you will really just reveal yourself in a new and personal way to each person, whether they're in that moment, whether on the other side of that moment, whether they're not ready to have that moment yet, wherever they are in their faith journey, just pray that you'll reveal yourself in a very personal way. Um, and I just thank you for the testimonies that are going to come from the other side of this time that each of us spend with you in the next couple of weeks. And just as we move forward and growing in our faith together. And so we just thank you for all that you've done for us and who you are to us and just pray that we continue to glorify you and all that we say and do in your name. Amen. Amen. So with that, that's all we have for you guys today. We want to see where you guys take this week's challenge. Be sure to let us know um, what comes of it. Um, be sure to share on your Instagram, your stories, and tag us at the Girls Wing Pod so we can see what you're up to. Um, but that's all we have for you guys. And we look forward to seeing you in two weeks for our next episode. Yep. And we will also do better about posting the challenges ourselves. Um, that was something that I thought about of like, hmm, we've definitely been encouraging them to share, but like we have not done that on our pages. So we're going to do better on that. This is our, our commitment to you guys officially. We're going to do better yes. about that. We're and gonna, hold us accountable. Yeah. If you don't see us, for. you don't see us posting, you don't see us holding true to our word. You can be like, hey girls, um, you're slacking. So, but like, yes, you can say it with but a, bit lovingly. More, a bit more grace and love. Yeah. No shame. No shame. But yeah, we will catch you guys in a couple weeks.